question to anyone who is the top manager of the year so far is it Postacoglu or is it actually Sean Dyche because <laughs> there's a brilliant argument for Sean Dyche join in the obsession subscribe now at offtheball.com forward slash join Rugby Daily on Off The Ball Welcome to Tuesday's Rugby Daily my name is Richie McCormack and on the way Leinster confirmed the capture of a double World Cup winning Springbok Joey Carberry could be off to France the Pumas cause a Christmas shock by appointing Contepomi and Rob Herring is out of Ulster's URC Derby with Connacht. First today, the rumours turn out to be true. Orgy Snyman will officially become a Leinster player ahead of next season. The back-to-back World Cup winning Springbok second row's move from Munster was confirmed this afternoon. Various injuries, the latest of which is to the shoulder region, have restricted Snyman to just 10 Munster appearances. He's now in his fourth season and that's informed their decision not to renew his contract. Despite interest from Bath and the Stormers, Leinster won the race to secure Snyman's John Hancock. In a statement, Snyman highlighted the chance to work once again under Jacques Nienaber and the ability for him and his family to remain in Ireland as key factors in the move. No doubt the rumoured half a million euro a season also helped grease those wheels. Snyman's signing adds some extra spice to the St. Stephen's Day Interpro against Munster at Thalman Park. Leinster head coach Leo Cullen said of their new signing, he is a world-class operator coming into his prime and a powerful athlete who will bring more competition to that position of our squad. The move needed IRFU approval to go through and Irish independent rugby correspondent Rory O'Connor questioned the logic of the union's thinking. I think what you basically, I, I think there's going to be stipulations around how much he's going to be allowed to play because he's coming into a very crowded field of Irish internationals and he won't be allowed to limit their game time. I think, I think like I, I wonder about the IRFU signing off on this deal, deal personally. I, 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 my gut on this is like why are why are the IRFU rules weakening the province just at the moment where Munster just have closed the gap on Leinster. Their best player, arguably, who they haven't played very much, but is like on paper their highest, one of the highest paid players in the history of Irish rugby, is what gone up the road to the Super Province, who already have, I think, soon to be nine centrally contracted players who are effectively allowing them to finance this deal. So there's, there's, if the RFU's uh, kind of interest is to kind of yeah. keep all all the boats rising, I don't. If if he really wants to live in Ireland, well, like pay him. The RFU could finance a move to Connacht for him. And then what impact would he have there? Like that would what an amazing signing that would be. But I don't know if Leinster necessarily need him as much as all the other provinces would need a player of his caliber. Leinster would say that they want to win the Heineken Cup, yes, and, that's, and that's their prerogative. That, that's not. Yeah. But the RFU rules are there to um, try and uh, sorry, the RFU rules to get Irish players in there. Ireland, that, you know, Leinster have very good Irish locks, mm. so um, I think he'll make Leinster better. I, I completely understand why Leinster are doing this mm. with the risk attached. Mm. From an IRFU point of view, the John Klein situation is so weird. I think they could have said to Munster, just like continue on with them if you can afford it. You can hear much more from Rory and Jerry Thornley on Monday Night Rugby over on the Rugby Plus channel. Joey Carberry could be another man leaving Munster at the end of this season. The Ireland out half is currently out of action with a wrist injury, but that hasn't stopped Bordeaux apparently inquiring about his services. According to the Sudwest paper, Bordeaux see Carberry as the ideal complement to Matthew Jalabert in their squad and a potential replacement for Australian fly half Zach Holmes, whose contract expires in the summer. Apparently Bordeaux are not the only French club as well interested in taking Carberry off Munster's hands. 
Peter O'Mahony is unlikely to be risked in Munster's Stephen Stay showdown with Leinster as he continues to rehab a shoulder injury. Jack O'Donoghue suffered a hip injury in Sunday's defeat away to Exeter and he'll be monitored in the coming days. Patrick Campbell sustained a shoulder injury while on club duty with young Munster. He must now see a specialist while Edwin Idogbo will have a neck injury assessed after missing the trip to Sandy Park. He is in contention still for the game with Leinster as is Jack O'Sullivan at least for the moment as he observes the return to play protocols. Rob Herring, though, will miss Ulster's URC derby with Connacht on Friday due to an ankle injury. Luke Marshall misses out for the same reason, while Billy Burns is a doubt due to an arm injury. Sean Reffel, though, could make his first appearance in nearly a year, having recovered from an ankle injury of his own. Ethan McElroy is another man available to Dan McFarland, having resumed full training. Now, Argentina surprised many last night with the news that Michael Cheka had resigned and immediately been replaced by Felipe Contepomi. It had been widely reported that Cheka was to extend his Pumas contract, having led them to a surprising World Cup semi-final appearance. But he stepped aside, allowing his former Leinster out half to take the reins of the national team. Contepomi captained his country at the 2011 World Cup and he won 87 caps. He transferred his skills into coaching positions at Leinster and under Cheka with the Pumas. Cheka's surprising exit will fuel speculation that he could return for another spell in charge of the Wallabies, a position with which Joe Schmidt has also been linked in recent days. Finally, Scottish rugby has suffered a blow with the news Jim Mallander is to leave his role as performance director in June. By that time, the former England international will be five years in the job and has been seen as a key figure in Scotland's rise to renewed prominence on the international stage. In a statement, Mallander said the time is right to stop, take a pause before looking for something new. That's it for today's Rugby Daily and indeed my last Rugby Daily of 2023. Thank you all so much for listening throughout the year. I wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a happy and prosperous 2024 when I'll speak to you then. Till then, take care and thank you for listening.